0: Welcome, world. Welcome Love once again. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Well, it's an exciting evening tonight. We have the New uh, Hampshire primary. Uh, it's over an hour ago. It ended the voting. Uh, the let's see, NBC uh, predicted a win for Donald Trump and a win for uh, Sanders, Bernie Sanders. Excuse me. Uh, so they're off and running. Trump won big. Sanders is winning big. It's an amazing year. Uh, the people are in rebellion, the American people. They don't want the usual type politician. They don't want what they have been accustomed to. They do not want the status quo. Uh, it's a change. Trump and Sanders represent a dramatic change in what the people are looking for. Uh, they want new, freewheeling, going-to-change-everything type politicos. It's going to be an interesting race. Okay, something that bothers me big time and is going to bother you, uh, and it's something that's not talked about that often. Every now and then you'll pick up on something you can read very infrequently, something on TV. I'm talking about female genital Mutilation, female genital mutilation. And why am I talking about it tonight? Because a study came out, in fact, it came out today. uh, Government figures from England, England, and it's quite interesting and not surprising. They have uh, genital mutilation every 109 minutes in England, one every 109 minutes in england that's between uh april and september of last year one every 109 minutes not surprising in england england uh, has had many many muslim immigrants over the years the middle east and north africa have uh, come to england big time they control sections of england as we have read uh, these people mass together, which is not uncommon. People come from a country, they want to live with their own people, not with strangers. They get together. They never acclimate, though. They bring with them their traditions from the old country. And one of the traditions of the Muslim people is to take the women, especially young girls, and to mutilate them, to, to cut them, okay? Uh, and it's it's not very nice, I don't think. Uh, On the other hand, we have a problem here because we have circumcision in the United States as regards uh, the Jewish religion. So I I don't know if there really is a difference. I see a difference. I feel a difference, uh, and and it's a bad one here. And England typifies what is happening in, in these countries where the immigration occurs. They bring with them their own customs, their own beliefs. They set up and they want to live the way they would have lived in the old country. And if they had mutilation, they want mutilation here. Uh Whatever they had, they want to have their law here, Sharia law. Uh, You know, you steal something, we cut off your hands. And that's not a joke. That's, they want to do everything their way and control themselves. And in effect, what they do ultimately is disrupt, disrupt dramatically uh the people who were born and raised. The English people now have to acclimate to the way of the Muslims rather than the Muslims acclimating to the way of the English. Uh, The interesting thing about this female genital thing, mutilation, is that only one doctor in England performed this type of procedure, for want of a better term, in a hospital. This is done at home or in a Muslim doctor's office. Uh, The, the, English government's health department, the health department of Great Britain, uh, says that female genital mutilation is, is, and I quote, a hidden danger, okay? And the full scale is not yet known. By scale, it, it means we don't know the actual number. The scales might be higher than the numbers already set forth. They believe, the United Nations believes, that worldwide, 200 million girls and women have recently suffered genital mutilation. That's a big number. Most of these women, most of the female gender, let me put it that way, is cut before the age of five. Uh, Somalia, North Africa, interestingly, a Muslim country, most of the women are genitally mutilated. 98% is the number. 98% 98% of the girls and women today between the ages of 15 and 49 in Somalia have been cut as part of the cutting procedure. And they do this, by the way, so uh, these females will not have the desires to have sex. They won't run around and so forth. This is the reason why. Sometimes during the procedure, they also sew the vaginal lips together to fur- further prevent uh, the girl at some point from getting the desire to move out and around and have intercourse when they should not. A bad thing. A terrible thing. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know. How, it's mutilation. It's brutality. Brutality. Uh, I want to talk today about the Beatles. This is a big day in history. The, on this day in 1964, The Beatles appeared for the first time in America, the Ed Sullivan Show. And I want to tell you, I was a young lawyer at the time, 72 million people watched Ed Sullivan that night. I was one of them. I wanted to see these Beatles who were supposed to be so great, and they were fantastic, okay? It was the first time that the Beatles in America met. I think, I believe it was a moment in musical history. We live in, forget we live in a crazy world. We live in a crazy nation, the United States of America. Yes, crazy. I don't know what it is, but politicians want to get into our personal lives too much. I'm talking about our sexual personal lives. Uh, I don't understand these people. Uh, Here's the story. Michigan, last week, the Senate in Michigan, okay, passed a bill prohibiting, making illegal, all and anal sex, all and anal sex, not just between gays, between males and females, between heterosexual couples, between married couples, between non-married couples, in the bedroom, in their home, anywhere. It's a crime. You can get up to 15 years for it, even though it may be consensual sex, uh, We fight about these things. I don't understand. Abortions, we've been fighting about for over 50 years. Gay marriage, we're going to fight about over 50 years, even though the law of this country says these things are okay. And the reason I say the laws of these countries say these things are okay, the United States Supreme Court in 2003, in the case of Lawrence versus Texas, said that so any bars against sodomy, Were unconstitutional. Yet Michigan passes a law which, uh, from what I understand, will pass and be signed by the governor into law, and uh, no one seems to care. Let me tell you, Michigan does not stand alone. It's hard to believe. Already it is the law in the following states that oral and anal sex is illegal Idaho, Utah, Virginia, North Carolina. South Carolina, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi and Louisiana. Well, I don't like it because it's nobody's business what goes on in the bedroom. 4 years ago I wrote an article a column for Conk Life and I told her that stay out of the bedroom. My bedroom, your bedroom, everyone's bedroom. The law keeps getting involved in things that are nobody's business. What goes on behind closed doors in someone's home in a bedroom is not the law's business or anyone's business. And that's how I feel about that issue. Suicides. study just came out on suicides. Very, very interesting. There is a rise in suicides in white. America, a rise in suicides in white America. And the reasons, there's two reasons for it, they say. One is financial despair, income inequality. People don't have enough money to live. They can't feed their families. They're having a hard time, etc, etc, And especially among seniors, they reach their senior years. They're not working. They can't make it on Social Security if they have it. They're desperate. They don't know what to do. So they commit suicide, uh, better that way than staying around and suffering. The other reason, interestingly, is drug addiction. Uh, for some reason people get hooked on drugs. Maybe that's the only way to straighten up. In the end, they commit suicide and those are the reasons given for the rise in suicides in white America. My column this week in Conk life, uh, which hits the stance tomorrow, is called, stay with me, the words are hard to pronounce, my friends, Joe Bitspik of Little Abner fame. Bitspik is spelled B-T-F-S-P-I-K. I hope, I know all of you don't remember Little Abner. Uh, it was a comic column. Of Al Cap, famous cartoonist, drew... Drew Little Abner from 1933 to 1977. Little Abner was a big and muscular fella. He wore overhauls. He was a county bumpkin. He lived in a long cabin. His girlfriend and subsequent wife was Daisy May. She was voluptuous and beautiful. They lived in dog patch. That's the background. Now, one of the characters in in the Little Abner uh, cartoon was a fellow by the name of Joe Bitspick B T F S P I K. As you can see, Al Cap came up with awkward, funny names for the his the people he had created. Joe Bitspick was a little guy, and he was interesting. He didn't appear every week; maybe every. Two weeks he'd show up. He was a little guy, wore a black hat, and wherever he went, all the time in the cartoon, he had a cloud over his head, and it rained on him. He had a black cloud over his head, and it rained on him. Uh, the, <laughs> Joe was a poor, lonely man. He had no luck life, life in, in life, no luck in life. Uh, he was a loser. Nothing he did worked out. All right, that is the introduction to my column this week. But the story is not about Dogpatch or Joe Bitspick. It's merely the introduction to what I wanted to talk about. And what I wanted to talk about and did talk about in the column was Walter Hunt, the investor. Walter Hunt was an investor in the early uh, through the the mid-1800s. Uh, he Let me tell you what he invented. This guy was big time. The fountain pen, the safety pin, the sewing machine, and, and a dozen other things. But fountain pen, safety pin, sewing machine. He should have become a multi-billionaire, not even a millionaire. But he did not. He never made any money. He died broke. And the reason was... He failed to patent a lot of these things, and so someone else would come along and copy it and patent it and make a killing, like with the sewing machine, uh, Elias Howe, and Singer. You never hear about Hunt having invented it. And if he did have a patent, he would sell it uh, cheaply because he needed money. One of these patents, I forget which one, uh, he had a patent on his product. He sold it for $100 because he needed $15 to pay someone. If he had been successful with either the safety pin or the sewing machine, he would have been a multimillionaire in his time, not our time. Uh, Now, the reason, again, I use Joe Bitspick of Little Abner fame, because Hunt had a cloud over his head. He had a black cloud, just like Joe Bitspick. And that black cloud followed Hunt just as it followed Bitspick bad luck. Read the column. It's it, This column's interesting this week, only because I go back to Little Abner. Uh, everyone of my generation remembers Little Abner. I doubt any of the new generation, the millenniums, uh, are aware of uh, Little Abner because it isn't in their time. i stopped printing in 1977. The other generations in varying numbers, people will remember Little Abner. If you do not live in the Florida Keys and do not have access to Conch life, go to my website gwestloo.com go to the bar on top, Conch life column, bingo, click on it and you can read the column starting Thursday morning. The Chinese are at it again. These people know how to make money. Maybe not be nice, but they know how to make money. First of all, they loan money to every country in the world. I'm I'm smiling and sort of laughing as I say this. The United States, we owe about $1.5 trillion uh, to China. China is our biggest creditor other than Social Security that uh, the government owes Social Security, that they borrowed $1.7 trillion from and have never paid it back and don't intend to pay it back. Put Social Security aside. Now, we owe the Chinese $1.5 trillion. And the Chinese, they, they buy everything in this country. Uh, I saw today that right now, the, a Chinese company is negotiating to buy the Chicago Security Exchange, just like the New York Exchange, the Chicago Exchange. Uh, they get their foot in everything in this country, uh, and, and in every country, any opportunity to make money. They say the bubble's going to bust in China. I don't know, and I'll tell you why. These people do everything, and if they need money, the Chinese people, the Chinese government prints it. We print it, and it kills us. They print it, and it doesn't matter. They they get away with it, and it doesn't really kill our economy. They have some bumps in the road, but that is about it. Now, Newsweek has an article, a recent article, that was written by respected and well-respected, in fact, reporters. And what did it have to do with? China is harvesting Organs, human body organs, from thousands of political prisoners. They've been doing this for years and they remove these organs without anesthesia. Did you understand? Did you hear what I said? They're taking body organs out of thousands of political prisoners and doing it without anesthetic. And then they sell them. Because, my God, you get $150,000, $200,000 for. Livers, corneas, and kidneys, and that's primarily what they they're removing. Livers, corneas, and kidneys, okay? And they are subjecting there's a religious group in China, the Fallon, F A L U N Gong uh uh organization, and they they, they go after them full time. These people go to jail, they have their organs removed. Now you have to understand and this is uh, this is pathetic what I'm going to share with you now there are no survivors of these operations the the organ procedures for removal kill them remember they're taking out livers corneas and kidneys without anesthetic and the people die during the course of the operation some don't die and here's what happens with the bodies afterwards they are placed in an incinerator in the hospital uh The hospital has incinerators, and they are placed in the incinerators uh, to burn up, to burn. These are the dead bodies and the bodies of some people where these people are still alive. They are not only subjected to the pain and suffering of a liver, cornea, and kidney removal, still alive. They are put in a furnace to burn to death. This is what the Chinese are doing. Now, the Chinese deny this. They deny it. I don't believe them, only because this article uh, was done by a major uh, communication medium, Newsweek, and was extremely, was reported by a group of top-notch reporters who say it the way it is. Uh, these people know how to make money, absolutely know how to make money, in a disgusting fashion. Zika, the mosquito-driven mes- uh Disease that is upon us, uh, where uh, people who get it, male or female adults, they they get flu symptoms for a few days. The problems are though, and this was reported just two, this was reported last week, and I spoke about it on the show in Brazil, in a certain area in Brazil, four thousand babies have been born since this past October with abnormally small heads. It's called microcephaly. And this causes uh, a baby to be born with a smaller head, therefore it has a smaller brain, and there are all kinds of development problems uh, from the time the baby is born to the baby is grown. Bad situation, extremely bad, horrible. It only affects pregnant women. It only affects pregnant women, and from what I understand now, uh, a male with the the disease, the problem, can infect a woman during sex because it's carried in his sperm, and that baby will, will have a deformed head. Colombia reported this week, the country, the nation of Colombia 3,100 pregnant women are infected. 3,100 pregnant women are infected. They are all going to have babies born with abnormally small heads. These babies will suffer their whole lifetime one way or another. Uh, i got to talk about this, too. We talk about it in this country. The cost of maintaining and taking these kids are going to be astronomical. It's going to be a burden of the government. You still have to take care of them, but I'm just sharing this thought with you. Out of the entire population, This news just came out this week. The entire population of Colombia, they estimate there are 26,645 people infected with Zika. 26,645 people infected with Zika, of which 3,100 are women. The sad thing, we have no vaccine. There is no vaccine. No one saw it coming this is like Ebola. All of a sudden you got this terrible disease out there. Uh, never saw it coming. No one's prepared. Everybody's working on it. Now the United Nations a week ago, yesterday declared this an international emergency and everybody's got to do different things. Uh, president Obama said, we've, we're going to work immediately on a vaccine. Vaccines take years. Uh, Ultimately, they'll all get one. They always get a vaccine for a problem. But in the meantime, between now and then, whether it's five years, six years, seven years, think of the babies that are going to be born with microcephaly, abnormally small heads and brains. Lead in the water. We read about Flint, Michigan, and we say, oh, how terrible— I talked about this this way two weeks ago. Oh, how terrible it shouldn't happen in the United States today, not in 2016. These things do not happen. Lead in water? I don't believe it. Well, it happened in Flint, Michigan, where there were unsafe levels of lead in the water. Turns out, since Flint, we're learning, we are learning that there's been more than one city with unsafe levels <clears throat> excuse me of blood in tap water. City after city. Let me give you some examples. Sebring, Ohio. The city knew five months before they told the population, okay, and when they did, they say it's dangerous for pregnant women and babies to drink the water. It took them five minutes to reveal it. Washington, D.C., the nation's capital in 2001. Understand, Washington has its own mayor, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but there is a congressional committee that oversees Washington uh, in 2001. Uh, it changed how it was disinfecting drinking water. They came up with a cheaper way to disinfect drinking water. Fine. Nobody saw any problem with it. Well, In due course, being 2001, it developed that the lead content in the water was 20 times above the federally approved level, 20 times more than the federally approved level. It took the administration of Washington, D.C., three years they told the public. Same thing in Jackson, Mississippi. Same thing in Durham and Greenville, North Carolina. Funny thing, there's a law. Congress passed a law 30 years ago, and they banned lead water pipes, and we still have all these lead lead water pipes that are causing this problem. We have a major problem with lead pipes in this country. That is the show for this week, my friends. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, Let's see now. Yep. That's it. The show's archived, as you well know, Block Talk Radio, YouTube, and it's linked to my Key West Lou website. Uh, thank you again for joining me this week. I look forward to being with you again next week.